Welcome everybody to the Kids BJJ Made Easy podcast with your hosts. I'm Chris Rodriguez. I'm Rob Pendergrass. I'm Gav Pendergrass. And today we are talking about the perfect kids BJJ schedule. Yep. Right? We're talking about how you should structure your schedule to maximize the spots on your mat, to maximize the profitability in your school, to really, in my opinion, the most important, to increase retention, which is so important in a jiu-jitsu school, especially on the days where your kids are the nails instead of the hammers, right? Yep. So let's kind of talk about what we typically see most kids' BJJ schedules look like. Um, and I think most instructors kind of just model it over like they're adult classes, right? Which, oh, my adults are going to do unlimited. So I want to provide a bunch of value to the parents so they get to do unlimited classes. And I know when I started my kids BJJ program, it was unlimited because my thought was, man, if they're training six days a week, they're going to get good really fast. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is they get burned out, out, right? And especially if the kid is unable to come six days a week, maybe they're only able to come two days a week, they feel like they're getting left behind compared to the kids that that are training that much more. Um, So we see that often. Also see school owners doing 60 minutes or more for their kids' classes. And um, I don't know about you, but when I see those classes, usually... Uh, they're just too slow paced and there's a lot of like, uh, downtime, right? Um, what else do you guys see, you know, some, some school owners do when they're building out their, their schedule and and running classes has a tendency to, well, like you said, that's the big one is, is that one, they let the kids train every day of the week, which as we know, burnout is a thing, not just for kids, but for the adults too. And the classes are just way too long. There's too much downtime. The class itself is not structured in a way where it's productive. It's not enjoyable to teach as the instructor. Um, so those are the big ones for me. And I remember like my instructor, he would show up and he would show three, four, five techniques yeah. in one class. Yeah. Right? And because that's the way we were taught, that's how we teach our kids. And it's right. just, it's way too much information for any of it to stick. So one of the mistakes I see is that All of the classes are just curriculum, curriculum, curriculum. And I made that mistake in the beginning too. I mean, there was a time where, you know, we had like 250 techniques that were a part of the the program. And that is just, and and I think it's a a slippery slope in jujitsu because there's new techniques being created every single day, right? Um, And I think that's a mistake is we want to kind of show them the newest coolest YouTube video that we saw or, you know, the Gordon Ryan uh, DVD that that came out. We want to show them techniques there. And it's just too much curriculum, which becomes ultimately overwhelming, right? right? Um, If you ask your students, what's the favorite part of class for them? And take out the game. Right, it's like right. Yeah. not well, not the game, that's right? Game. That's a given. And so actually, besides this, the game, this answer is sometimes the answer over the game, mm. and that's the rolling. Yes, the, we say drilling because it could be it's still live training. Sure, and that's what they enjoy the With most. Yeah. yeah, yeah, live training, drilling, rolling—that is what they absolutely love to do. 
So both of us have implemented something called the ABC schedule, which we have found has really helped us improve our retention, right? Keeping your students. The average martial arts school in the martial arts industry has a 5% attrition. So that means every month they're losing 5% of their student base. And especially as your programs grow and there's even more students on the mat, more names to remember, more families to interact with, that number can increase as well. And I think for BJJ schools, especially because we're not a black belt school. And I put that in quotes because most traditional martial arts schools, you walk in and what do you see above the mirrors? We are a black belt school, right? And we don't give out black belts to, you know, kids. Um, we're a green belt school, right? Like that's, which does not sound nearly as cool as like we're a black belt school. Um, but we implemented this and we saw a, a higher retention rate because the ABC schedule makes every class a little different when kids come in each day. So I'm just going to kind of explain it, you know, real quickly. So A days, which are on Monday and Tuesday, are curriculum days, right? right? So that's where the focus is on one specific technique in a class. Just one, right? Anything more than one is just going to go over their head. They're going to become incredibly overwhelmed, right? And that's what they're going to test on at the end of the month. Exactly. So the A day is the curriculum that they're going to be required to show us at the end of the month in order to earn their stripe, right? B days are what we call theme days. And the theme is based off of the program that they're in. So they might be in the basic program. They might be in the elite program. They might be in the master's program. So the B day is, you know, B days and C days are usually the kids' favorite days because this is where there's a higher focus on drilling and rolling and going live, right? And then you have C days, which are specialty days. And that would be on Friday or Saturday or just Friday if you're not open on the weekend and typically a specialty day is going to incorporate maybe a focus on a specific style. Maybe it's like a wrestling class or maybe it's a focus on a no-gi class or maybe the focus is on a a competition class. But what's so great is when students start in both of our schools, they get one A day and one B day, right? And the A day and the B day, whether that's Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, They're very different from each other, right? The class format, the way that we teach, what they're doing in that class is very different. And then once they get nominated to the elite or master's program, they now get to start coming to the specialty classes, which could add one to two more classes. So what I love about it is that it emphasizes what the kids love the most, drilling, rolling, going live. We hear, you know, the... The saying, drillers make killers all the time in jujitsu. And I also love that this ABC schedule is, is built into the programming of offering different upgrade programs, which provides a pathway of success and other extrinsic rewards that students can get besides just stripes and belts. And I don't know about you. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever counted the amount of classes that you've taught, but it's got to be in the t- multiple tens of thousands of classes over the years, right? And you guys have had your school for 15 years. I've had my school for 10, been in the martial arts, you know, for a very, very long time. And I was teaching kids classes by the time I was 12 years old at the, at the Taekwondo school, right? It was like child labor at its finest. They <laughs> built it into assisting the classes in order to get your black belt. But I absolutely loved it. Yeah. 
And what I love about the ABC schedule is that it's not just fun for the kids, it's fun for the instructors, yeah, right? Because what does it do? It breaks that monotony. Yeah, the, the monotony of just coming in, all right, guys, we're going to do line warm-ups, I'm going to show you a couple techniques, you're going to go live, and then it's going to be the end of class. And for most BJJ instructors, those two days are actually what we look forward to the most because that's, you know, the rolling, the drilling, the, you know, the part that, you know, that draws most people to jiu-jitsu, which is that you know, little bit of grind, a little bit of, you know, toughness. That's what most instructors like. Yeah. You know, so. you know one of our, our mentors, Mr. Mike Metzger, he heads Maya Martial Arts Industry Association. He always likes to use the example of a kid getting a video game, right? You guys have kids. Um, I've got some stepsons that absolutely love playing video games. Cruz isn't there just yet. And uh, he used the example that, you know, do kids love to play video games? Yeah, you know, the majority of them do. If you, you know, put them in front of a tablet, put them in front of an Xbox or a PlayStation. And let's say, you know, you got your, your kid, the brand new, I know like a Harry Potter game just came yeah, out right now that's yeah. like blowing up all over social yeah. media. And you get them that new Harry Potter game and they're going to play it and they're going to play it. But what's going to happen after about four to six weeks? They beat it. They beat it. They're done with it. It's not cool anymore, and they want the next best, you know, video yeah. game that's that's out there, and that's the importance of even if the you know kids absolutely love one specific aspect of of what you're doing, you've got to change it up. You've got to mix it up. They're gonna want that new video game, right. and offering this ABC schedule allows you to offer a different class format every time that they're coming in. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you guys had to pick a favorite day, an A day, a B day, or a C day, what's your favorite day to teach? I'd say uh, C days. You like specialty? Day. Yeah. yeah. I like the theme days. You like the theme yeah, days, the because, B days? To me, I like looking at it, what are we doing for the month? Mm -hmm. You know, as, as an instructor, and I don't know if it's the kid's most favorite, if you had it, they had to pick, but for me, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's B days. Yeah. yeah. You know, and for me, personally, I think the B days and the C days are a little easier to teach because yeah. you're not focused so hard on you know step one step two step three yeah. but i still love teaching a, I think a day some flexibility with like you know when you're teaching a, a an a day I mean, curriculum day you're like i gotta get this this, this yes. technique taught i gotta make sure that they understand it there's not pressure but you know I, you know to set them up for success so that when we test at the end of the month <clears throat> They're gonna, you know, they're gonna pass yeah. without help of, you know, like I want to make sure that they're they've got it well enough right now. But with the B day and C day, you know what I mean? You have more yeah. flexibility, right? Yeah, some you... flexibility. If they don't get it, if they don't get it, not that I don't want them to get it, but it's not like they're gonna be testing on it right now. I just want them to get the, you know, time on the mat, the experience, to, just to get better. Yeah, with the B days and the C days, you can really throw audibles if you need right. to, you know, throw an audible. Oh, this isn't going good. Let's, right. go, let's go back down to the learning you. We gotta, yeah. let's go over a few details that we need to really. Yeah, yeah, and you know, with the A day, like you said, you've gotta get that curriculum in because that's what they need to be able to, to you know, so, test on. Yeah. So um, I know when, when we first implement it, you know, anytime you're changing the schedule, it's you know can be a little nerve-wracking right because you're never going to make every single person happy in your school I'm sure you guys have learned that after 15 years I've learned that after 10 right we we go to conferences we listen to podcasts we, we follow consultants we you know we get a new idea we want to implement it and just I think it's just human nature that people don't enjoy change 
right? Yep. And I know I was nervous implementing the ABC schedule because it was very different than what we were doing at the time. And, you know, we, we made that change. And I think it's important to say anytime you're making a change in your school, you got to at least give your student base two weeks, right? I think that's a mistake people will make. They'll send out an email on a Saturday and they'll say, all right, this goes into effect on, you know, Monday, right? Um, so if you're going to, you know, if you're considering making a change to your schedule, some of the things I would keep in mind, at least give them two weeks. You need to over communicate, right? Uh, how often do you put something in the newsletter? You put it on the lobby TV, you send an email, you do a Facebook live, you post in the group, you still have that one parent or multiple parents. I didn't know. Right. And I think it's also important to, to educate them on why you're doing this, right? So all of the reasons that we just stated on why we believe the ABC schedule is, you know, the better schedule to implement, mm-hmm. you've got to let them know that right. too. You know, another aspect of, of implementing schedules that can ultimately help you grow your classes is offering an X schedule. And for, for most schools, and, you know, I, I think it's important to discuss if you have multiple mat spaces, it's easier to implement an X schedule. You guys have, you know, very much like almost a 50-50 breakdown of kids and adults. And typically, if you're heavier on the adult program, you'll offer more time slots for the adults. If you're, you know, heavier on the kids program, you'll offer more times for the kids. But, you know, you'll often see school owners that'll, you know, only have a, a class uh, time for a specific age group at like 4.30. Right. And the every issue day. every day, right? All right. It's just 430, the five to seven year olds. That's the only time that they can come. And if right. I'm a parent that I don't get out of work until 5 p.m., I'm not going to be able to, to bring my child to the school. Right. So what we aim for is offering an earlier time slot, something that is before 6 p.m. And then a later time slot, something that is after 6 p.m. And again, you know, it depends on how many mats you have how many classes you're offering, right? If you're offering Muay Thai, wrestling, jujitsu, MMA, right? You, you have a lot more classes you have to get on the schedule, but being able to just be able to switch and maybe it's Monday, Wednesday is the, the earlier, Tuesday, Thursday is the later. When you implement an X schedule where there's earlier classes and later classes, you're just going to be able to pull from a bigger pool of people because there are plenty of parents that, you know, can get a child there prior to, to 5 p.m. And there's plenty of parents that can't. And I know that when we expanded our kids you know, program, I'm telling guys we're running six classes a day, we start at four o'clock, we go all the way to eight. You know, I heard school owners like, nobody's going to bring their kid you know, to a class after 7 p.m. And it's like, that's just completely false. There are certain families that want to get the extracurricular activities done before dinner. And then there are certain families that want to get the extracurriculars done after dinner. Something that we've noticed recently in our academy is uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays we have our elite program, our elite kids, and it, for a long time our earlier class was actually the most filled. Packed. Mm. 4.15. And the later class, Not we, as we, didn't, we had a decent amount in there, but it was nothing like the first class. And recently there's been this switch. Now the early class is the lighter class and the later classes. So it's it was just so you, you may run through cyclical things like that where 
just yeah. things happen, you know. So yeah, and I would just hate for you to not be able to sign somebody up because you're not giving them options, right? People want options. On the same note, um, having a next schedule for your upgrade programs yes. is also important because you don't want it to be if you're nominating the kid to move up to elite, if that's what you call it, and but you don't offer a later or an earlier time slot that you don't want that to be the reason why they don't move up. Yeah, so if they're in the later time slot for basic, but you don't offer a later time slot for elite, right. and you only have an earlier one, then they might not upgrade, right? right? Um, you know, I think it's interesting. We're, we're right next door to a dance studio, and um, they literally run kids' classes until 9.30 at night, and you're talking young kids coming out you know, we're wrapping up for the day. We're leaving at 9 o'clock, 9.15. We're locking up. And you you see, you know, kids that look like they're 7, 8, 9. It's not just teenagers, right? It's young kids. And I know, I've talked to plenty of parents that are in soccer leagues. Same thing. They'll run soccer practices until 9 o'clock at night. So I think you have to be careful of making assumptions that nobody's going to be able to train at that time. And I know, like I said, we, we run kids' classes all the way until 8 o'clock at night. Our 710 class, that's our latest class, is one of our most packed classes, 30-plus kids at 7 o'clock at night. And, you know, same thing. We, we offer 4.30 p.m. classes that have just as many as well, right? So just, you know, wanted to, to provide some insight on the way that we've structured the schedule because it's such an important foundational aspect of your school. If you don't get your schedule right, you can't maximize the profitability Lim in your school. limit your own potential. 100%, yes. You're, you're limiting people's ability to sign up. You're you know, limiting uh, people's motivation to want to continue to come back to class because it's the what's same What's one of class. the first things when people come in, parents come in, adults come in, what's one of the first things they ask for? Can I get a copy of the your schedule? schedule? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, I uh, let's wrap up on this topic because this is something that, that pops up often. Should you put your schedule on your website? Mm. Right? This happens often. And I, you know, I think your schedule can be on your website, but it's got to be behind the opt-in, mm -hmm. right? right? So if somebody comes to your website, you want to be able to collect their name, email, and phone number prior to giving them the schedule because what happens is is people will look at your schedule and one it might be difficult to read because you might call certain classes certain things they might not know like well what is the difference between a beginner and well, intermediate exactly right i don't I, I'm, are they a tiny ninja are they a little ninja yeah and the other thing is, is that maybe you don't offer earlier and later time slots, right? And, and prior to us implementing an X schedule and implementing the ABC schedule, um, we would just have specific time slots for a specific age group, right? Only this time is, is going to work. So let's say that's 5 p.m. Somebody goes to the website. If they were able to see that schedule prior to the opt-in, we wouldn't get their name, email, and phone number. And they're going to look at it and they're going to say, there's no way I can make 5 o'clock. I get off at 5 o'clock. No way I can get my kid there. I'm going to go look at the next school, right? Let's say that is the scenario that somebody's in, right? This is the only time slot they have. Well, if I get their name, email, and phone number, and I can get in contact with them, and I can show them the value of what we are offering, Many times that parent 
will figure out a way that they're going to be able to get the kid there, whether that's they ask their boss to be able to leave an hour early on certain days and they stay an hour later, whether that's reaching out to a grandparent, Mm -hmm. right, or an aunt and an uncle to help, they will figure out a way to get to the school. But if you don't get their contact information, you have no way of expressing that value to them. I think another thing that's kind of important, this really related, but slightly different, is is getting the, that information uh, now. We've had people who've been on our email list for years before they ever even come in. Mm-hmm. They just put it off, they put it off, they put it off. Or you don't even have that opportunity. Maybe your schedule changes in the near future. Just so you don't even have that opportunity to reach back out to them and say, where you can do a blast email to people in a certain age group and hey, by the way, we have a new schedule. Yes. That now might fit them. Exactly. Yeah, so if you want to put your schedule on your website, I think it's fine, but it needs to be behind the Mm opt-in so you have an opportunity to reach out to them and showcase that value, build that connection, build that relationship. And, you know, if you guys had to recommend a website company, which website company would you recommend? I think we would recommend Market Muscles. Yeah, this episode sponsored by Market Muscles. You hear that, (laughs) Steven Reinstein? You're, You're sponsoring this episode. Awesome. Well, to our listeners, to our viewers, um, we hope you you know got some new ideas and some insights into the ABC schedule. If you want to learn more about exactly how to implement the ABC schedule, we have an entire course that breaks it down on the Kids BJJ Made Easy platform. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>